Welcome back to a new year of the Integrateness Podcast with Jason and Jolene. I'm Jason. I'm Jolene. And we are here to bring you some post-Christmas cheer. Yeah, how about early 2024 cheer? Yeah, bet we never thought we'd even get here <laughs> like you, three years ago. <laughs> bet you never thought Jason would just reference Christmas once we're past it. Yeah, I know. How about that? How miracles about? upon miracles. <laughs> <laughs> It helps for recording this before Christmas, so it's still kind of in my head. Um, but we held off on recording this episode as close to the New Year as possible, because Jolene always sort of sets her New Year, New You intentions, and we figured it'd be good to kind of capitalize on that, so to speak, um, at the time of year when everyone's thinking about New Year's resolutions and all that kind of stuff. So here we are. Yes. And you know, we talked about recording it a little earlier in the sequence of things. And I was like, I'm just not feeling it yet. I am not feeling next year yet. And I think that that's important. Like when we can really, we can only be pre-prepared for so many things and some things we need to be in, in order to really experience them. You do. Yeah. In the, in the motion. Right. And I think that's where like, you know how people always have their new year's resolutions that they start talking about leading into Christmas. It's like, and they almost epically all fail. Mm. And it's because you're, you're kind of planning on something that's this nebulous concept and you've got to really be in a mental state to, to bring these things into reality. Yeah. It's also got to be doable things, right? Yeah. And I just, I think that we sometimes are so eager to move forward that we don't sit in, we don't sit in review long enough. And I love December for this. So from about mid-November to December, I tend to have my, you know, especially for my monthly clients, I tend to have a yearly wrap up. Here's where we were in January. Look at the version of yourself there. Look at the version of yourself halfway through the year. Who are you now? How, you know, how pleased are you with, you know, who you are today and the things that you've surprised yourself with, the things that you want to keep striving towards, like really locate yourself. And I think sometimes we're really quick to just skip ahead and really forget to go, oh my gosh, yeah, I forgot that happened in February. And oh my gosh, yeah, I remember March. That was blah, blah, blah. When we get through the hard times, we have a really hard time going back and validating them. But when we are far enough away from them, it gets a little easier to do that. So I like that about reviewing the year. So I like to sit in that for a good amount of time before I really look at, okay, what am I gearing up for next year? So one of the things that helps sets my intention for that, like we talked about this last uh, last New Year's episode. So go back and think about, you know, learn about the difference between intentions and resolutions. I like to make intentions, right? Um, one of the things I'll look at is the significance of the year. So we are, go we are in 2024 and two plus two plus four from a numerology perspective equals eight. So what does the, the number eight represent, right? That's a good question. Yeah. So, um, so, so I'm just, I'm, I'm, I Googled it here to give you guys just a bunch of different ideas. And, and for me, I always find the ones that kind of jump out and have meaning for me. So the words that stand out for me is victory, prosperity, and overcoming, and then, the number eight is a symbol for energetic vibration of personal power, hidden power, shared resources, determination, material and financial gain, the pinnacle, recognition of work, lifestyle upgrades, rebirth and generation and transformation. So that's kind of like from a, an, an astrological and numerology, uh, numerology perspective. Okay. One word for seven o'clock. Yeah. You, <laughs> you, you like you enunciated nebulous. Nebulous. Really well. And Thank I was you. like, well, that was impressive. News I did not. Radio. I did not with this one. I got sloppy tongue today, guys. Um, so 
it's funny because now as I'm reading that, I just looked that up uh, right now, but I've had one word because I always find one word to anchor into one desired state of being. And uh, this year was connection for me. And I really, that was a big one because I had kind of isolated for the couple years prior. I had peace one year. I had surrender the next year. And then it was connection this year. And I really expanded into that. And I've been sitting on this for about a month and I was like, the word immersion just kept coming to me. So when I looked it up, just to look at the semantics of all of it, um, you know, it was to involve oneself deeply in a particular activity or interest. And I really looked at that and the areas of my life. And now that I'm looking at what number eight signifies, I'm like, this is it. Like that solidified it as I was reading it because I really am looking to immerse myself deeper into some things, right? You know, I'm in a relationship and I look forward to what we can build in the next year and and immersing myself into that more. Immersing myself into parts of my career that I've kind of just been like sliding on the surface of the last couple of years that I really want to dig a little deeper into. And that is like expanding past some of my traditional therapy roles and again into more intuitive mediumship based stuff that I've been just tangoing with a little bit, but not fully stepping on the dance floor with. And that was a really good analogy, by the way. I, like I use, I use analogies good. all the time. My oh, yeah. clients know that. Like, I throw out so <laughs> many. Oh, my God. Um, and, you know, I, I think about, like, even just with my kids, like, immersing into this, this like, deeper connection with them as they're older. Um, and even just into my, like, my future steps here. I actually, like, I had so much intentional manifesting kind of energy behind things. I actually think I'm in it now. I'm really in it. Like I am immersed in it now. I'm not forward thinking about the manifesting. I'm living the manifestation of so many things right now. This podcast being one of them, my relationship being another one, career and and certain aspects there, looking at my bucket list that is just like knocking things off bits at a time. It's no longer things of the future. I feel immersed in it. So this is my, this is my year for immersion, you guys. I like that. That's yeah. really good. I'm like so jazzed thinking about it too. <laughs> I can tell. <laughs> so with that, Jason, what is your year going to bring you? I have absolutely no idea. Oh, I like it. <laughs> because um, I know there's a few things. Like there's professionally, I've got one thing going on mid-year I can't talk about yet. Probably in about a month I can. But it's a pretty big thing. It's pretty cool. I have another thing that's been brewing for almost a year that I can't talk about. Because I signed an NDA and it could happen in the next little while. And then I'll know and then I can talk about it. So I haven't planned too much because I don't know what's professionally what's going to happen with any of this stuff that I can't even talk about, which seems really weird to try talking about it. Do you know wow. what I mean? Because um, if one thing happened, the one thing I, I, there's one thing I know that's going to happen. And there's the other thing that's up in the air. If the other thing that is up in the air happens, a lot's going to change for me. That's all I can say. I love that. Right? So like big things that come to me, it's like your year of ta-da. Yeah, it does sound like the year of ta-da. <laughs> I feel like you're literally taking the sheet off and being like, ta-da. Let's see and, what happens. Right? right? Um. Behind this showcase is. Um, that's really exciting. So I feel like it's your year of like anticipation or even flexibility. Like yeah. you are so flexible um, to just like flow. It's, it'll be your year of flow and go. Flow, flow and, and go. Because once you hit those, there's no flowing. It's go. Yeah, they'll both that's be what you're go saying. things. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that's, that's professionally, right? Which is a big thing, especially after like almost four years of being very busy with certain things and making stuff happen. I think regardless of what happens with these other things, I want to also like do less. Yeah. Because at like 51, 
I know I've got less time on this planet that I spent, unless for some miraculous reason I lived to like 102, which right. is pretty rare. Next season, focusing on biohacking. Right? <laughs> so I've got less time. So it's like, I, I'm getting to the point where it's like, how do I want to spend it? Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? There's mm-hmm. a lot of that going on in my head. Um, and I do want to be less busy. So probably still like focus on the things that really matter that I'm doing, but not have a lot of external stuff going on. Like I've always had my finger in a lot of pies and I want my finger in sort of less pies, but make the pies my fingers are in better. All I can think of is American I just pie. Like, yeah, <laughs> okay. We'll just tell your mom we got- that we ate it. <laughs> So, yeah, and so on a personal level, I think work on, um, we haven't, we're talking about this in a future episode, but work on vulnerability more, which will make a lot more sense in about a few weeks when Mm -hmm. we do an episode on that subject. Um, And I think that will then allow me to get more out of my, whatever time I've got left. Cool. Yeah. Well, I like that. So for our listeners, this is what you guys can expect out of us this year, right? If I'm in a state of immersion and that's where I'm going deeper into some things, you can expect to just get some like richer content that way. Yeah. And for Jason in this like flow go mode, like imagine what both of those intentions independently will do collectively for this podcast. Oh yeah. It'll be crazy. Yeah. 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 That's really cool. I, I get really excited about that because I think, you know, um, it's it's one of those things, it's the chain reaction of like, sometimes we have delays because the person who's supposed to like partner or match or meet us at the next intersection isn't quite there yet. So we think it's our delay, but it's not, right? And I, I often think about like how perfectly aligned some of the timing for this podcast was. And even when we tried to do our summer episode, we were like, hard no, we had the intention. It wasn't working. Did not you know, like I really lean into a lot of that. So some people who feel stuck or are looking at the end of this year being like, oh, you know, I was really hoping for this or that. I see this lots and especially like job opportunity things and stuff. I'm like, this is where that like rejection protection idea comes out. But really like, remember whatever it is you're working towards, if there's like a, if there's a a left-hand turn that you can't quite make on that, like you got to wait till that light changes. And that light could be one other person lined up to like free up that space for you or something. And they can't free it up until something's freed up for them. Like we get this, this like, you know, like a, like a roadblock or a traffic jam in, in the universal flow of our lives, I think. Right. Yeah. And we think it's all about us because we're all yeah. very upset, but it's not like certain things have to line up with many people in order for something to happen, especially if it's like a, is like a career based thing or any kind of professional creative venture. That's not just a solo act. Yeah. Right. Well, and even if it is a solo act, so I always refer back to when I had this podcast literally drafted on paper. <laughs> Right. I was so ready to launch one. I was 90. I actually purchased a podcast. For those of you who listened to the very first episode we ran, I purchased a how to make a podcast like program. And that program actually helped me create the program I run in my therapy business now because of the model she used and my idea of reaching more people with less of my time and more availability and more affordability for them. So it's funny that I took that course to run a podcast, but it taught me more about the course design than anything. Right. But through that, I actually created this podcast. Essentially, I had a lot of it laid out. It, the it, integrateness was the name mm-hmm. I had like integrated into, you know, and it's so funny because I was like, this is the first thing that I was really gung ho about that really never followed through. And it was a weird thing for me because when I really work for something to happen, it'll happen. It, it, it 
sometimes takes way more effort, but like it'll happen. And that one just didn't. And I was okay just like letting it sit there inactive, like pending, you know? And then now, like, I really so appreciate why that timing was what it was because it was about Jason being ready for the podcast because that podcast would have sucked if it was just me. It would have sucked. Well, and it was funny because I was approached about doing this podcast, but I'm like, I don't want to do it by myself. Like, it would have sucked. It would have. Like, what am I? I'm not even qualified to talk about mental. You know what I mean? And I hate, I hate, this is, okay, I'm going to go on a little rant with modern podcasts and modern YouTube. Everybody out there wants to be a self-help person or this or that or a financial advisor or a movie critic. And they don't have any fucking training to do any of it. And I don't want to be, didn't want to be that person. Totally. And you're right? not. And I'm not. So it was just like, okay, I need to find someone who can do this, who is qualified, that then makes kind of whatever I'm saying a little more valid. So cool. And it worked out. I know. And I just reflect on that so much because, again, that wasn't so much about what I wasn't doing right. It was literally about, like, not even knowing that Jason was out there and I was supposed to do this with someone else, right? Yeah. Like, it was so weird um, when, when I go back in retrospect and look about it. And I talk about that, like, again, another analogy. Um is, you know, in relationships with people or business partnerships and things like that. Like I talk about it like figure skating and pair skating. So you can be like a a gold Olympic figure skater and be like top of the world and you still can't do anything that a recreational small town pair skater can do, right? Mm -hmm. Because they can do lifts. They can do shit like spin their partners around. You can't do that by yourself out there. It doesn't matter how good you are. And I think that's the coolest thing is that we can be at the top of our game, totally capable of so many things, but still unable to achieve certain things simply because we can't do that alone. That's right. And I think that's one of the coolest things to come to terms with once you've healed a codependency wound. So especially for relationships, finally, once that place people will reach where they're like, I'm okay doing this on my own. I'm sourcing my own happiness. I've got my own plan for the future, this and that. And then it's like, oh, right. But this is where it is okay to want a partner, to want someone else. And it becomes a healthy place of partnership for more expansion and growth than it is about dependency, right? You already know how to skate. You're not holding on to the partner, hoping they held, hold you up. That's what like codependency skating is. <laughs> yeah, totally, totally. It's like the right? kid with the little metal thing they're yeah. put in front of them as they're skating, yeah, right? Totally. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So I just love that analogy because mm. it's like, you know, I think, I think people... And, and, you know, that's another piece that I'll remind someone is like, you know, in a partnership, you're capable of doing so much more, maybe than you have been on your own. And now's your time to learn to skate on your own better, right? Um, And think about what you'll bring to the partnership with that. So that's what actually what a lot of people will come to me for is like backstepping into how do I build my own skill set because I've been relying on the pairs skating too much. That's right. it's, It's funny how that works. It's like you can't really, the old analogy, love someone until you love yourself. But then sometimes once you've kind of learned that experience through someone else, then you've kind of got to go off on your own and figure it out how to do it on your own. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. So when we look into this next year, you know, even just from a practical standpoint, you know, Jason mentioned a couple timelines for himself that he professionally is looking towards. And you reference professionally, but really, let's face it, that totally impacts you guys personally. Oh, big time. Impacts. Big time. Impacts you financially, impacts you relationship-wise. Jess is going to get different versions of you. Griffin's going to get different versions of you at those times and and that kind of thing. So, you know, but it, the reality is money and career often, you know, take priority when it comes to the scheduling of our life, right? Yeah. 
and what things revolve around. For myself, I go, you know, I create a, a vision board on my daytimer. I still have a hard copy daytimer that I, I live by daily. And I just like cut out magazine pictures and an entire vibe that I just cover the whole thing with. And then, you know what I do to laminate it, quote unquote, uh, I put packing tape on it. Nice. So it seals everything on and it's good all year round, right? But essentially that becomes like the guiding vision of my year. How do I want this year to feel? What is it? What kind of vibe is it going to have? And all of my daytimers for the last like four years have been very different feels and vibes. And I look at them daily and go, I've nailed this and this and this. And yes, you know, I even had a p picture of pink in my this year one because <laughs> I was going to a concert, right? Like all the things. So I look at that for like the year, but then I also very intentionally look at where I want to be quarterly. And then I break that down month by month. And I have a rough idea where I want to be quarterly. I have a rough idea what I want a year to look like financially. And then I review that every year or every month that we roll into a new month. What is happening on the micro scale? Like, what's my goals this month? Sometimes it's like in September, for example, it was like adjust to new school and hockey schedules, get in the flow of all of that stuff. That was like a big part of my focus. It wasn't on career growth that month. It was around how do I now get into a brand new routine and schedules with my kids and get everyone flowing and going, right? Um, summer was a different kind of intention for the two months. And then there's specifics like this is, I need to run my program. I need to, you know, um, work longer days. So I get more days off. Like, you know, I will actually put things like that. Or I would say like intentionally, like I'm, I'm investing in my relationship this month, or I'm investing in the kids this month, a little more than usual or whatever that looks like. Right. So I like to break things down month by month as well. That's good. Well, cause it's, it's always, Although life will throw curveballs at you, no one anticipated the wildfires of the past summer and how that affects everything. You, I think it's good to have a plan or an idea and just make sure you're flexible with that plan. Totally. Or and, idea, right? And my monthly plans usually come up like I, I it, you know, when August like 30th rolls in and I'm flipping to September, September 1st, I sit down and write nice. down that month. I do it September 1st or October 1st. Nice. But ideally, I do have an idea of like, for example, my workshop is one of the big ones. You know, how many times do I want to run it this year, right? So that'll be linked to a financial goal, but it'll also be linked to where my caseload is sitting at certain times and just what I desire, how many people I want to hit, right? How many how many times? And usually it's three to four times, right? That mm -hmm. I'll run it in a year. And I let that determine itself based on when people start reaching out to me. So I never pre-book those until I get an influx of, of referrals and I go, I think it's time. That's and awesome. And it, it has never let me down. It, it defined itself that way. That's yeah, it's awesome. cool. That's a really good way to do it too. Yeah. You got people asking for something. It's like, well, now I guess now it's and time. Now is right? the time. Now yeah, the because time. When, I, when, I, when I chase it, there's been one time I tried to make it work better in my schedule just to, to cram it in where I needed to. And I didn't get the same kind of um, attraction of people coming to it. Yeah, that's kind of a good um, life lesson, I think, is there there is a just a time and a place for things it's like we're talking about the podcast happening. But I think there's a lot of things in life that a lot, people like to plan because they think planning, you know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. I'm gonna plan this workshop, I'm going to do all this stuff, we'll manifest it and make it happen. But it doesn't. No. Right. Sometimes you got to have that. Things are just going to happen, especially if you're creative. You kind of got to go with that feeling. Yeah. You have to have the desire for it. That's like the key to manifesting, but you have to let go of the outcome. You have to have, you have to, one of the biggest things is like, how do you want to feel when you get there? And yes. you actually anchor into the feeling. So if you guys go to www.joleendon.com to my meditations tab on my webpage, I have a manifesting meditation that I bumped to the top at the beginning of the new year there. Um, and that actually gets you into that state. It gets you imagining the things, you know, that you're wanting and visualizing 
visualizing that and then linking with the feeling like how good that feels and now you take that feeling and that's what you lead that intention with because most of the time you're actually going to get that feeling about halfway along the way it's not when you finally get the goal right it's like you can have the you know the house and the kids and the job and the marriage and people are like but I'm still unfulfilled and that's what my entire workshop is about is like stop chasing the goal chase the desired state of being because if you're not in that state of being you know whether it's like actual like life satisfaction like even basic satisfaction not even joy and you know like uh, happiness but like satisfied contentment if you're not even there what are you chasing yeah right yeah yeah none of us you're going to be completely unfulfilled no matter what yeah and that's what happens. People get all the check mark boxes, they got all the things and they are so unfulfilled and they're like running on the hamster wheel. And I was there. I know what that feels yeah, like, same. right? I've been there too. I think I think we all get are there at some point. Yeah. But I think it's cuz we're sold that concept of in order to be happy, you must have a b and c well because it does bring us temporary happiness right like we have this idea i got this i got this i got this and this is like what we're supposed to be doing in a sense right and not always conforming to you know societal rules and things like that but we have our own blueprint of what we think we want and sometimes what we think we want we're like just really fucking wrong (laughs) and like i always you know i really learn like sometimes there's a better plan than mine out there exactly now i make space for that better plan so i will say i want this or better. Or better. <laughs> That's a good. It is my like it's that. my standard rule now. Like you know what? I want this, but if this isn't actually because I'll I would undershoot myself a lot, right? Yeah. And and even when I think about when I first started dating, I was like, yeah, yeah, that person looks potentially good. It was like, man, if I would have got stuck on that as being my maximum, like I never would have found what I'm in right now, right? So it was like, I'll take that or better, right? There you go, folks. There is some perfectly good advice. Yeah. On... So think about 2024. I'm immersing myself. Jason's in the flow go. I'm going to get you a shirt that's it's like flow. 2024. <laughs> Flogo mofos. <laughs> yes. That's awesome. Flogo mofos. I, I don't wear a lot of like text tees or that anything, but I'd wear that one. I'd and wear that then one. like hashtag integrateness podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. So let us know in the comments what your New Year's plan is your intentions your goals what you hope will come of this year or better or better and we will see you next week for your next favorite episode of the integrateness podcast until then i'm jason i'm jolene happy new year mofos (laughs) 